Hello, my name is Stuart Lavenda. I'm the assistant rabbi of the Gulf Manor Synagogue in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I'm going to speak to you today about the power of destructive forces. In the book of Shamos, chapter 7, verse 20, the Torah describes how Aaron took his staff and struck the water of the Nile in the presence of Pharaoh and his servants, and all the water in the river turned to blood. A few verses later, the Torah tells us that the Egyptian magicians were also able to turn water into blood by their incantations. I find it interesting that with this plague and with other plagues replicated by the magicians, that the Torah does not record any attempts by the magicians to undo their magic. Why doesn't Pharaoh ask the magicians to turn the blood back into water or to get rid of the frogs? It must be that it is much harder to control a destructive force once it has been unleashed. Although they could bring about the plague, they could not make it go away. Only God, with his almighty powers, could wipe out the destructive force. We find a similar notion in Shamos, chapter 12, verse 22. During the plague of the firstborn, the Jews were told not to leave their homes. Why? As Rashi explains, quoting the Mechilta, God unleashed destructive forces that night, which did not distinguish between the righteous and the wicked. Of course, God could stop these forces, but the statement of the Mechilta points out the danger and our inability to control a destructive force that is brought into the world. Now, this is not something of the past, nor does it occur only in nature. As an example, we only have to think about the anthrax scare, which took place from September 2001 through December 2001. Just a few envelopes were sent out with some white powder. But think about how much time, energy, and money was spent trying to clean up the areas that were exposed, trying to protect all of the people from being exposed and harmed or even killed, and trying to track down the source of the anthrax, as well as the need to deal with false alarms created by people who had sent harmless white powder and not real anthrax at all. A destructive force was easily sent out, but it took enormous amounts of time and energy to get it under control. Most of us are not contemplating a plan to send out anthrax. However, we must still be aware of this idea or it easily could apply to any one of us in the following area of mitzvah observance, Lashon Hara, speaking gossip. By just speaking a few simple words, even without meaning any harm, much pain and damage could be caused. Even if you want to correct your mistake of speech, it may not be possible to do so. There is a famous mushal or parable which illustrates this idea very well. Suppose you had a pillow full of feathers, 
if you cut open the pillow and scatter the feathers, would you be able to collect all of the feathers and put them back into the pillow? No. There will always be some feathers that you cannot retrieve. So too with Lashon Hara. Once it has been spoken and scattered about, it is almost impossible to totally recall it and correct the mistake. This is the danger of unleashing a destructive force like Lashon Hara. Once you let it go, there is no telling who it will harm and how widespread its effect can be.